When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andy. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that dog was a cheese burger, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap! 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, we're the Ducks, the Mighty Ducks. I'm Mike, Tommy, and Kevin are not here, but welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. I had to miss last week, was sick, my daughter was sick, it was not fun. But we have recovered. Tommy and Kevin are working, they're doing you know, real work. So I can't fault them for that. They're busy. I don't have a job. So here I am starting it again. I do. I will say I have a job lined up. I just haven't started yet. So it's February. I will start and we'll see how the pie goes from there. But there's the job search update. I again, I thank everybody for reaching out and help me out. But I was fortunate. I was able to find something pretty quickly. I just need to sign the papers. That will make me feel much better. But we're moving on. We're moving onward and upward. And I did post this link online. So we might have some special guest appearances in the future, the near future. But right now I'm going solo and I have a lot to talk about because I've been doing some research. So I looked into the merchandise aspect of this all. So if you haven't listened to the last few episodes, our goal in 2023 was to try to purchase the rights to the Mighty Ducks til- film and TV franchise. It's not going well. Turns out it's much harder than you would think to try to acquire this. And it's not just about the money. So obviously the rights there and the rights to any future rights. Oh, Jeremiah's on. Hello, Jeremiah. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just giving a quick update here. On the rights, our goal to acquire the rights to the Mighty Ducks TV and film franchise. So the last episode we talked about maybe going with the merchandising right. So I looked into this and it's very complicated. Disney wants to check out your factories. Disney wants to check out all your different, you know, aspects, which I guess makes sense. Uh, You know, they can't be associated with people who are doing unsavory things. So I, I do get that. On the other hand, it throws a wrench into our plans. I was just like, hey, we use a third party anyway. They're probably up to snuff. 
uh, reached out to Brill, said, hey, Brill, we want to make you money. This is our plan. I understand there are things. I didn't really tell him, but I, I did understand there are things that could get in the way. And he basically said, quote, unquote, Disney would never allow that. So we have dashed yet again. So we're going to have to regroup here. I, I did think the merchandise was in play because why not? But the whole aspect of them having to sign up and be a partner with us and our unsavoriness, I guess this is where, you know, whatever Kevin does in his free time really came back to bite us. But we'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. There is one loophole that might... I don't know how we could do this, but it would essentially be we there's like a there's something called like the right of first sale, which Disney has. They you can't buy Disney merchandise from an unlicensed well, you can, but it's illegal essentially to for a person not licensed to sell Disney merchandise. But if I buy Disney merchandise and then I try to resell it on eBay or any other site that seems to be legal, which means if we wanted to set up some sort of shell company that made this stuff and then we purchased it from them, we would be in the clear. The se- the shell company would be in trouble though. So I don't know who is, who wants to take that on and just bite the bullet for us, but you would be in all sorts of legal trouble, but we could achieve our dream. And it's really about making dreams come true, especially for Disney. So I don't know how how big we would have to be before that company really gets in the eyes of Disney. But it is possible. And I, I think it would take some time. I do think it would take some time. So Jeremiah, any any thoughts on on forming a fake company that sells Disney merchandise so we can buy it and sell it back. Are you down to do that? Not personally. No, no. Um, you can throw me right in there with Kevin as the reasons why uh, we all can't achieve our dreams. Um, okay. But that um, the shell company seems, seems Seems like a good workaround. I, I applaud the creative <laughs> thinking there. I like it. Vishnu is here as well. Hey, Vishnu, how are you? Hello. How's everybody? Good. Vishnu, we have run into an issue with merchandise. Basically, Brill told us that Disney would never allow us to sell merchandise. Largely because Disney doesn't want to be associated with us. But, but if we buy stuff secondhand and then resell it, there is a legal loophole there, but we need somebody to create this stuff for us. So you're in LA. Do you have any connections that we could uh, draw upon that might be able to create this company that does some unsavory things, but helps us achieve our dreams? I don't know. I do know unsavory people, um, to be (laughs) candid. (laughs) But um, I don't give it much thought, to be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. You don't have to name the name, but I'm curious. Like who who is the unsavoriest person you know? Like what did they do? What do they do? 
to be candid, I feel like I run into people who have been involved in like the Armenian mafia before, and oh. it was kind of nerve-wracking. Interesting. Yeah. Were, the, were these like acquaintances, or you just like met them one time? It was the ex-boyfriend of a girl I was seeing, and he kind of threatened my life, and um, and that's how I ran into him, to be honest. It wasn't great. That is scary. I would not want that to happen to me. So uh, I'm glad you're still here. Was this a long time ago or recently? It was about eight years ago. And now that I think about it, I don't know why I mentioned him. He would not help us with any merchandise whatsoever. So that's probably about to go down. I'm glad. I'm glad you survived the eight years. Yeah, thank you. So I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, that that's my preamble. Basically, the merchandise is not looking good. We're gonna have to regroup here, go to. But I did want to move on to the topic in hand, and this is this has been playing out in the Discord. Basically, it's been brought up that season one, kind of a rehash of you know Mighty Ducks one, which I think we all kind of knew, uh, and then season two, obviously new new material it was sort of a new story they obviously went to california kind of d2-ish but new material new story going on and the question has really come up should we dock season one of my next game changers for being a rehash and should we give more credit to season two for being original and pushing the story forward a little bit but before we get into that just I want to say, I don't know, 30 seconds, your sort of overall review of season two, Jeremiah. And at the end, give us a good bad. Did you like it or not like it? Oh, your your mic is not working. I don't know what happened, but we'll go to Vishnu. 30 seconds for you. On, on season two. I kind of overall felt that it it was it, w- it was fine. I just really felt it wasn't meant for me anymore, and that could be related to how it really kind of went away from the original Maya Ducks formula. The the characters themselves, obviously, with no Bombay and only a brief a cameo by the Bash Brothers, it it just really felt that I was watching a show meant for children, which has always been the case with the show, and I, I'm not like blind to that. I think overall. Um, I would give it like a, a B minus, a positive score, but I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't really feel it was for me, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, great point. Great point. It was, it was much more geared towards, you know, the preteens, that preteen sort of angle that was, you know, the kids in the show. Uh, Jeremiah, are you back? Yes. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Beautiful. We'll go to you. 30 seconds. Your review season two. Fantastic acting. I think Josh Dumel really saved things. Nick was great as always. I think there was a lot of interesting things that they did that I wish they explored more than the anti-competitive spirit that they went with. So I would say good. I would say I liked it. I would not say that I want to watch it again. I didn't enjoy it as much, but um, there was enough there to keep me going. Okay. So I we're we're all sort of in agreement here. I maybe maybe not so much as Vishnu, although Vishnu, you gave it a good uh, in our good beds to go, which was created by our friend Zach, by the way. If you don't remember, in in our live 
stream many, many years ago now when Kevin well, tried to eat all those. What was it? I don't even turkey legs. Uh, Zach was on that live stream talking about serial killers, but that's another time. So I did think maybe this is like an insular problem. Maybe this is just the Quackalites who like sort of weren't really into season two. So I did some research. So season one. 87% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. That's 39 ratings. Uh, 14 of the 16 top critics liked it. There were like a lot of B, B minuses, 2.5s, that kind of stuff. But Rotten Tomatoes counts those as positive. Uh, season one, 78% from the audience. Season two, there were only two critics who reviewed it in general. So uh, there was no critic score. They gave both of them gave it a positive and basically said they both said the same thing. It's it's nothing new, but if you like season one and your kids like season one, they'll probably like season two. Audience again, season one, 78%, 60% from the audience on season two. And as you can imagine, there was a lot of one star and zero star, 0 0.5 star reviews and a lot of five star reviews. And then there were three like right in the middle, which is kind of how rankings go. Now, this is what I found was interesting. IMDb, they have rankings for every episode. Season one, all episodes were ranked 7.4 or higher. Spirit of the Ducks, 8.8. .8. State of Play, which is the season finale, 8.3. Season two, none were rated higher than a 7.3 so on an episode to episode basic basis imdb is saying none of those season two episodes were as good as any of the season one episodes would you agree with that i would yeah i feel like the episode where nick ran away had was good because it was a good dramatic story and i feel like if they wanted to pivot away from the original series and not include so many cameos, they had to do something interesting with the characters. But I just, more often than not, didn't enjoy where they were going, <laughs> um, except for with Nick. And I liked um, Nick's um, journey to becoming an announcer and meeting Rick Eisen and figuring out what was good for him. And I feel like they tried to do something similar with Evan, but because of all of the coaching thing and the high floor, like him finding his future kind of got muddled in with the main theme of the season and was more disappointing than the rest. That's a good point. The Nick journey is a good one, uh, which I don't think we have touched enough on, on the pod. Like he did sort of, he obviously started podcasting went to playing which was a nice turn and he sort of ends up as an announcer if you're going to end the series like that's a good way to end it maybe not at season two but i, I do think as joyce mentioned in our last episode they kind of built the season two finale to be a series finale just in case um vishnu would you take any season two episodes over any season one episode I don't think so. Um, the season one episodes I watched repeatedly <laughs> for that trivia competition we did. And 
I wouldn't have done that if, if they weren't enjoyable. I, I thought they were all quite good. Um, I thought, you know, Jeremiah had some good points about, about Nick's arc and as a whole, perhaps um, individual storylines in part in, in season two. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of which character's arc I might have liked more than their arc in part one. Um, I, I guess I would say no, Mike. Um, there's nothing there that I, in season two that I like more than season one. There you go. I, I would take, obviously it was Rush, but I, I would take the finale over, uh, you know, some of the episode two, three with you know, whatever it was with Coco Chad and whatnot uh, over uh, that one. But Spirit of the Ducks part two was actually the highest rating of season two which with a 7.3 on IMDb. Uh, so I think we've covered season two. Season one, going back to the point at the beginning and the point that I believe Daphne has made on the discord. It is a sort of repeat of the first movie. Was that, and should that, I guess, I guess the, the question is, should that be a problem for us? Cause it was not a problem for me, Jeremiah. Should it be more of a problem? Should we be making more that this is not, anything new and like they re- basically took d1 made it 10 episodes no not at all i think this was actually a great launching point obviously i can't be objective but for <laughs> people that are being introduced to it i think a lot of our disappointment it comes from the lack of callbacks which i can understand but i'm also trying to be objective very disappointed by the subjective choices in the ways that they tried to move on i didn't feel like a lot of those were very narratively compelling either um especially if you want it to be a show about hockey um i think a lot of folks on the discord are making good points about how no one really seems to want to be there except for Evan. And I think that was actually very good for him as an actor, but um, otherwise kind of just left a bad overall taste in, in my mouth. Fair enough. I'll go to you, Vishnu. Should- yeah, uh, to be candid, I haven't been that involved in the Discord recently. I've been kind of under the weather. Uh, maybe you guys are still hearing that. No worries. Yeah, but um, in, in general, I, I feel like with art and, and TV and, and movies in particular, everyone's remaking things or just doing a new spin on you know, every story. There's only so many types of stories you know we can tell right now. And uh, as, as Jeremiah said, you kind of have to create this for the new generation. I, I personally didn't think it was that similar. It's not like like Avatar and Dances with Wolves or Ferngully or whatever. Everyone said that was almost the exact same thing, just in space. Um, I just thought it was a, a new retelling of, of an old story about underdog children in a sports league, which has been told m- many times, you know, um, obviously the Mighty Ducks and Little Giants, all those stories that we watched as kids. And it's just a, an update for the, the new generation. I think that's fine. You got to retell these stories at some point with just different touches on it. I agree. I thought it was to both your points. It was a good launching point. If you have a TV series, you, you expect you're going long. So I do want to bring this up. So we talked about just you know it was a good launching point yes it rehashed it it had a few twists it's okay we're both we're all okay i should say with it being a remake of the first 
and you know with some twists updated i was okay with that yeah just bring in some new kids have them more modern that kind of stuff let's take season one season two away let's say mighty ducks that didn't happen they're redoing it and it's essentially a remake of the first but just with new kids and you know there's some modern quirks to it are you okay with that Jeremiah? No, no. I I I was actually when I trying to remember back when we first heard this news, I feel like there was a period of time before we knew it was going to be a TV series. And I was very concerned. Mm. And just whenever it was that we learned it was going to be a TV series instead, I I was put at ease because it's much harder to do an exact copy or a modern update with that. Um, I don't really know why I feel that way, but I remember (laughs) being relieved when I learned that. And maybe it's just because I watch more TV than I do movies nowadays. Um, And I kind of wanted the movies to be, you know, preserved as a, something you sit down and watch once. Okay. Fair enough. Fish new. Would you be okay with with a just modern, essentially, not necessarily shot for shot remake, but a very similar remake? Um, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I don't know how I'd invested. I would I would be in it if it's just a, a retelling of our of the story that that we enjoyed and liked as as children. Um, I, I I do think that um. It, with season one, it's probably good. They didn't touch upon the old story that much um, because you don't want to like affect the old storylines. Um, and just the complete retelling could could help uh, achieve that goal. I was just thinking like thinking about season one and how like upset I would have been if like Connie and Gita did not get together in, in the end. You know, like it's, you're affecting <laughs> like old sto- storylines and whatnot. And it was it was nice to just touch upon that a little bit. So if they c- continue the story uh, a lot further, I don't know, they might mess up our headcanon a little bit. So I don't mind a retelling that much. Interesting. Yeah. I, I would agree. Like if they just came back, had new kids and remade the first one, I think I would be down, but I would also want the second one to go places D2 didn't. Like if they just went back to the junior Goodwill games and it was kind of the same thing with Iceland and all that kind of stuff. Eh, I don't know, actually. Maybe if, if they had Gunnar Stahl as the coach of Iceland and, like, they were just playing Iceland again, like, I might have been in on it. But, yeah, I, I don't think it would have mattered too much as long as they had sort of a twist on the kids. Like, they couldn't exactly – we couldn't have another Charlie Conway. We, we'd have to have different kids. But if they just did that and Gordon Bombay came back to his hometown, uh, some disgraced hockey coach, and then rebuilt them up and talked with Hans's son and did all that, I would have been down. So I'm interested to see how what the Quack Lights would have thought if it was essentially the same thing as D1. So let's move on now. Let's move on to the Quack question. You ask us questions through Twitter, through Facebook, through the Discord. We pick the best ones. Try to answer them. Our Quack question today. I have two. I'm trying to pick one. I do like this one because I don't think we've discussed it. It's come from gonzalez uh and he adds he asked how many scouts came looking for coob after the game 
So obviously, Coop, poor effort, but he did win the game. He, he won the challenge. He's a, he's a winning goalie in the Super Summer Showcase. Do you think he gets any sort of interest from the scouts? There's got to be one guy who takes the same look that Gordon Bombay did in D2 and was just like, he got them there. There's got to be something to him. But I feel like it is just one person who's willing to take a gamble. I think Jeremiah's too nice. I can't imagine anyone looking for Coop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think there's maybe a conversation or two, you know, throughout, and he gets on some, like, email lists with coaches and stuff like that. But the, the more they look into him and they look back, it either goes one of two ways. They say, this kid is terrible. He's not going to make it. Or he's done just enough to show us potential. Maybe if we get him in and he cares about the game and he's focused, he has the size. Maybe we can coach him up a little bit. So I'm willing to believe some sort of team, and maybe it's like a boarding school or something, takes a flyer on Coop and sees if they can coach him up, assuming Coop says, yes, he wants to do this, which I don't think Coop does. So I think eventually Coop, you know, goes on and, and puts hockey behind him. Your talk about email lists and flyers makes me makes me think it's more likely that a bunch of like hockey camps and goalie camps are just going to try to sell him on the mm-hmm. idea. We can at least make some money off of this kid by trying to develop him but worst case scenario we get some money yeah that's a great point like oh you're you're one step away from college you you know come to our camp we'll coach you up and do this i do like that for coop and then he gets sucked into a money pit and it doesn't end up working out for him i do like that a lot all right uh jeremiah Fishnew, we i appreciate you joining me here any any final thoughts any final questions for me before we wrap it up here or, you know, your fellow Quackalites. No, I'm excited to see whatever the next step is. If anyone steps up to run the shell company. Um, But at the very least, I think we have plenty more fodder for speculation between season one and season two. If we, if we need to get back to that. And I'm just kind of looking forward to, whatever comes next. Um, even if there's no season three, I think the material will live on, on the pod for a while. Yeah. We got a lot to go through. Vishnu, anything? No, no. Um, this is great. I, to be honest, I, I just joined up. I wasn't prepared to, to talk this much about it. Um, but you're, you're thinking almost definitely no, no season three. That is my feeling. I don't have any inside info or anything like that, but it, it the way season two wasn't promoted and, you know, they they sent out the first four screeners and then they didn't send out any more. Like season one, every few weeks, we would get, you know, three more screeners. Like it just didn't seem like they really cared. And just like trying to email some people and talk to some people, no one's really saying anything, but there is a sense that, you know, this didn't go down in the smoothest way. And, you know, they were obviously unlucky with season one and COVID and 
and obviously maybe a little unlucky with season two and the way the whole Gordon Bombay thing played out. It just felt like no one was really happy with the product that came out. And this is me again, hundred percent speculating. No one said that to me with, but yeah, it feels like everyone just sort of feels like it didn't work out the way they wanted for whatever reason. And because of that, and, you know, obviously Disney trying to make money on streaming now, Mighty Ducks, not a huge show. I don't think season three is coming, but again, as Joyce said, don't expect it to happen, but be pleasantly surprised if it does. So that, that that's where I'm sitting. Yeah, I would think the same. It, it does seem like just the Disney shows in general have a shorter life uh, lifespan as, as well. They, they only go for so long, even the successful ones that are people are excited about, in my experience anyway. Yeah, I would agree. All right. That is it for us. The quacktech.com. Go there. Contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and a review. Five stars because, you know, we deserve it. And thanks to all our producers. I don't even remember who's the last producer. It might be Mary still. Thank you, Mary. And everybody who has helped us over the years here. We really do appreciate you. And remember, ducks fly together. Bye-bye. Ain't no turning back. Got to be